Cool, please take your seats. Thank you very much. So tonight, the theme is you are a temple. And as Hope explained, we are here in our journey. We're here in the holies of holies. So we're in quite a reverent space right now. I'm hoping you're feeling that with your socks off. There's quite a stench, it has to be said. So I feel like tonight we need to understand what actually the holies of holies is like. Why is this place so important? For us to understand why we are a temple and what that means for us, we need to understand this place. So the Holies of Holies was a building in the temple. It was separate from the rest of it. It was a huge windowless cube, which housed the Ark of a Covenant. Now the Ark represented the presence of God going with the people of Israel and his covenant to them. The Holies of Holies was separated from the rest of the temple with a huge curtain. Now, we we tried to imitate it, but we didn't really have the size of it. Because the temple curtain was around 60 feet high. It was about 30 feet wide, and it was around the thickness of a man's palm. So this curtain is absolutely huge, not something you would hang in your living room. It was even said that apparently two horses tied to either end of it could not pull it apart because it was so huge. In Leviticus, God actually states that he would be present in the holies of holies and this was a need for this curtain to be in place because of his power and reverence. It was a barrier between man and God because not anyone could go into the holy place. Only the high priest could enter and this was only once a year on the day of atonement. Atonement means to being at one with God. So before the high priest entered the holies of holies on the day of atonement, he had to wash himself, he had to put on special clothing, he had to bring burning incense in to let the smoke cover his eyes so that then he wasn't in direct view of God. And he had to bring sacrificial blood with him to be made right with God for the sins of the people. The veil and the elaborate rituals undertaken by the priests are a reminder that man could not carelessly or without reverence enter God's awesome presence. Several times in the Old Testament, God gives very clear instructions as to how he wanted the holies of holies to work and how it was to look. The reason why God was so clear was because he knew the effects of human brokenness. If he had left it to the Israelites to build the temple, then they would have wanted to do it their own way. They would have had their own specifications, and it would have been about them rather than about God. Now, I am someone who is a perfectionist. I am very clear about how I want things to look from my head. And this brings me on to a situation that took place here in this room about two weeks ago. I'm going to call this Tree Gate. Now, if you're here in the first week of Unplugged Sundays, we had about a 10 foot to 12 foot real life tree in church. I knew exactly in my head how I wanted it to look. So I got the tree. There was myself and James and DJ back and Dan. And we lifted this monster into the church and stood it up. But it started to lean. There was no way it was going to stand up right. We couldn't work out how to make this tree just stay in its place. And so you had about four or five of us stood around bickering because there was no way that I was settling for anything less. I wanted that tree where it was. 
Now, James is by far in our team the most placid and most chilled, and I even saw a different side to James. One of his suggestions was to take the tree outside. As you can imagine, I kicked off at the thought of that. What would be the impact of having a tree outside with hundreds of other trees? Now, eventually, James gave a solution, and we solved the issue. When I was writing this message, I was thinking about what the Israelites might have been like if they were left to build the temple without the instruction of God. And no doubt, it would have been similar to Treegate. I know for a fact my brokenness came into part during Treegate, and I knew that if I hadn't got what I had imagined in my head, then it would have left me feeling frustrated and annoyed. Time and time again, brokenness creates a barrier and stops us from dwelling with God and allowing God to dwell in us. The idea of our brokenness becoming a barrier is actually shown quite clearly in the temple in Mark 11, 15, 17, where it says this. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables and money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, It is not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. You can imagine now, the city is packed with pilgrims coming to celebrate Passover. There is hustle and bustle going on in the streets. And the brokenness of people comes into play. Setting up stalls to jump on the back of the increase in pilgrims. Selling animals for people to sacrifice. Not too dissimilar to nowadays. You go to sporting events or festivals or even Blackpool Illuminations. And well, I mean, there you have to take out a mortgage to buy a flashing light saying, I love Blackpool on it. However, these were sacrificial animals. Their motive far more sinister. This is a far cry from the holy place I had just described. A place where rituals and structure was needed to dwell with God. Jesus was not having any of it. When he turned up the temple, he was angry. It wasn't just a usage of a temple as a marketplace. It was more than that. It was how, brokenness of the, how the brokenness of the Israelites had come into a place where they were meant to be worshipping. In Isaiah 56, it says, My house should be called a house of prayer for all the nations, which seems far from what was taking place in the temple. The temple was a place for people to gather and to seek God. But yet the brokenness of individuals had overrun it. Jesus had to drive them out. He overturned the tables. Because the temple needed to return to that holy place. A place where God dwelt. A place where the outcasts could come and seek God. These tables that the traders had set up was like a symbol of our brokenness and of our sin. They are barriers that are even put up in place in the presence of God. Barriers which prevent us from dwelling with God. But when Jesus overthrew these tables, he drove them out and he made the temple what it's supposed to be. A holy place. A place where God dwelt. A place where people came and sought him. Even more symbolic is that Jesus overthrew the tables which were selling sacrifices to God whilst on the run-up to his crucifixion. 
where Jesus was going to be the perfect sacrifice and is the ultimate sacrifice. In Matthew 27, verses 50 to 51, it says, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain, that big curtain I was on about, of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split. The curtain which separated man and God was torn in two. The barrier had gone. By God sending Jesus into this world for us, for everyone here, it meant that not only could we dwell with God, but on the day of Pentecost, Jesus sent his spirit to live in us. God wants to dwell in us. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Do you not realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? God sent his son into this world to make a way. Jesus made a way that through him, we can have a relationship with God. We can dwell in his presence without any rituals, without any grand buildings. Anyone can be in God's presence, no matter who you are. God has made a home in your heart. We are the temple now. He dwells within us. God always wanted to be in a relationship with you, whether you believe it or not. He always wanted you, and he still wants you. By God sending Jesus down, he brought it back. He brought it back. Religion had gone. Relationship is back, just like it was in the Garden of Eden. When the temple curtain was torn in two, it was a symbol that no matter what it was, there were no more barriers in the way. When he sent his son Jesus, he did it because he wanted to make a way for us to be with him and for him to be with us. But just like the traders in the temple, our brokenness can come into place. We can fill our temples with our own tables. We can fill our lives with sin. We form our own barriers, not allowing God in. We look to sin rather than looking to dwell with the Most High. Sometimes we can fill our lives with so many barriers that we even begin to think God isn't dwelling with us. But it was never God that left us. It was us that left him. So I wonder, what are the tables in your life What is it that is getting in the way of dwelling with God? What is it that is causing this barrier between you and God? When we are told we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, it means that our bodies are called to be holy. We have to honor God for our lives in which we live. We are a place where God dwells within us. Wherever we are, the presence of God goes with us. But we also like the temple, somewhere people can come and seek God. So I wonder, are we glorifying the name of God to those around us in what we say and do? We are, as Christians, are the physical presence of God in the world today. Not just a church building, us as people. We are his mouthpiece, his hands and his feet. I wonder, 
do you acknowledge that enough in your lives? Do we realize that actually we are the temple of his Holy Spirit? So I'm just going to invite the band back up. Because tonight, I wonder where you're at. I wonder actually if you're in this moment right now, that you're feeling like you're missing something. That actually you're searching for something. Maybe you acknowledge that you've always had barriers in the way. Maybe you're searching but in the wrong areas and you long to find fulfillment. Maybe tonight you need to take that step, taking that step and dwelling with God and allowing God to dwell in you. Maybe tonight, maybe we need to take time to see where we are at. What are the tables that are in our temples? What sin is it in our lives which is stopping us from being with God? What is it stopping God from filling you with his Holy Spirit? Let's just close our eyes for a second. And if you feel comfortable, just open out your hands. Because we need to come tonight. We need to acknowledge we are nothing without God. We need to come and repent for our sins. We need to seek Him. We need to be open for Him to use us and work through us as temples of His Holy Spirit. Father God, I just pray. Lord, just help us see those tables in our lives. Shine a light on that sin that maybe we don't even want you to look at. And Lord, I just pray for everyone here that actually we may just come and give you that. We give you all our burdens, all our barriers. Lord, have our hearts hungry for you. Spirit, I just pray you may fill our hearts with you. Overflow out of us, Lord. And Lord, I pray for those here that may not even know what's going on right now. But they know that actually there's something in their heart that is missing. That actually they're searching for that fulfillment in life and they're just struggling to find it. Lord, I pray right now by your presence, may they find you in this space. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here now. Come and dwell amongst us, Lord. Help us long for your presence. Refresh us now, Lord. We're just going to be going into another time of worship. And we really discussed this as a team. And we really felt that actually tonight was going to be a night of huge breakthrough. 
when we acknowledge actually who we are in Christ, when we acknowledge that actually we are temple of His Holy Spirit, that the same power that raised Jesus to life lives in every single one of us here if we choose to believe it. That actually tonight we want to see the Spirit move. We want all of us to become open to Him. We want refreshment to happen. Because I really feel there's people here tonight that are in the desert land, that are longing to seek, but are struggling to find. God is here and he wants to meet you here tonight. I feel that there's people here tonight that are really struggling with a sin and that it's like weighing them down like chains and they just can't come and open up their hearts to God. I feel tonight, God wants to break those chains tonight. He wants to free you. He wants to deal with addiction. He wants to heal your hearts. He wants to fill you up. And I really feel as well tonight that actually there's people here that have got a physical injury or even a mental one that they need healing tonight because that is what is stopping them from getting in the way. That is what's the barrier in their lives. And they want to come, but they're just struggling. Tonight, God wants to heal you. I wonder if you're open to it. God is always by your side. He never left it. It was us that left him. I wonder tonight, are you willing to come running back? So in this time of worship, if you feel like actually tonight you want to come and you may want to just come and just kneel a space on the steps and just coming and making that step tonight and kneeling, even if it's before the throne as you walk in, just come and kneel in full surrender. Maybe tonight you need prayer. There's seats at the back over there and we just encourage you to go over and one of our prayer team would just love to come and pray with you. We also want this to be a space where actually God has given us gifts. Gifts to aid the church, to encourage the church. Maybe tonight actually you just want to just pray and allow God to use you tonight. This is an open space for God to move. We're not putting in a God in a box tonight. There's no more of that. The temple curtain is torn.